The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation. You're listening to the Raiders Podcast Network, your official home for all things silver and black. January 22nd, 2024 marks the 40th anniversary of the Los Angeles Raiders 38-9 win over the Washington Redskins in Super Bowl 18. It was the Silver and Black's third world championship of professional football and the largest margin of victory in Super Bowl history up to that point. The 1983 Raiders boasted a roster of top-notch athletes with personalities to match. Two pivotal men over the course of the season were quarterback Jim Plunkett and Hall of Fame cornerback Mike Haynes. Upon their separate arrivals to the Silver and Black, it did take long for the two to be embraced by the locker room in the state of California. Plunkett is a San Jose native and Stanford University's lone Heisman Trophy winner. Haynes grew up in Los Angeles, California, feeling right at home on Sundays at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Through the lenses of the two legends, this is the story behind the Super Bowl triumph. Act 1, The Climb Back Up. In the summer of 1979, rock band ACDC released a popular tune titled Highway to Hell, song title that could also bluntly sum up Jim Plunkett's journey through the NFL up to that point. The quarterback had a steep fall from grace after winning the Heisman Trophy in 1970 as a part of the Stanford Cardinals Rose Bowl winning team. After being the number one pick in the 1971 NFL Draft, Plunkett had seven unfulfilling seasons between the New England Patriots and the San Francisco 49ers. In that span, he compiled a 34-53 career record, never sniffing a playoff berth. Ahead of the 1978 season, he was released by the 49ers. His football career was in the balance. It's the first time that ever happened to me in my life from any sport. And, uh, you know, it's quite depressing. And I didn't know if I wanted to continue in pro football or, you know, change my lifestyle and, and do something else. Al Davis gave Plunkett one last shot at the NFL, signing the quarterback to serve as Hall of Famer Ken Stabler's backup. All of that changed in the 1980 season when Houston Oilers quarterback Dan Pastorini was traded to the Raiders in exchange for Stabler. After a 2-2 two two start, Pastorini fractured his leg in Week 5 against the Kansas City Chiefs, and Plunkett got the shot to start again. The rejuvenated Heisman winner went on to a 9-2 starting record and led the wildcard Raiders to a Super Bowl 15 victory over the favored Philadelphia Eagles. Plunkett drops back to pass, steps up, he looks, over the middle, he's got it, touchdown Raiders, it's put by Foot French. 34 seconds to go and count it. Crescendo of Raider fans beginning to rise. Now it's 28, now it's 27. There won't be another play. The Raiders are beginning to exalt. Silver and black football is king of the hill in the National Football League. Jim Puckett climaxing his greater comeback as sports has ever witnessed. With 261 passing yards, three touchdowns, and a 145 quarterback rating, Plunkett was named the game's MVP, becoming the first and only Latino to win this honor. It was ecstasy, to tell you the truth, you know, finally getting into the playoffs and, and winning three games to get there to that first uh, Super Bowl because we were a wild card. Uh, uh, you know, 
you know, I was just in heaven uh, during that time. You know, here I am, you know, struggling, was uh, almost out of football. Uh, I was for a couple of days until the Raiders picked me up. And here all of a sudden, uh, you know, I'm I'm in the playoffs and, and looking forward to trying to get through my first Super Bowl. After 10 years of scratching and clawing to reach the mountaintop, more adversity soon followed. Super Bowl 15 would be the last championship in the city of Oakland, relocating to the city of Los Angeles in 1982. While Plunkett remained the starting quarterback for the Silver and Black, the squad missed the playoffs the season after winning it all. The year after that, they suffered a devastating 17-14 loss to the New York Jets in the divisional round. While the climb back up the mountain seemed steep, it became an insatiable desire in the locker room to taste ultimate victory again. You hope and you think you can do it every year. Well, you know, once you get that feeling, uh, there's no question about it. But uh, you know, it changed. You know, it, it changed my outlook on on, on you know uh, the team sport, the, the Raider organization, uh, pro football in general. And you know, you you know, you do it once, you expect to do it again. All of a sudden, you know, you're losing these close games that we were winning uh, just a, a year or two before, and you know. It, it, it kind of knocks you down a little bit, but, you know, you expect to get it back. Before the 1976 NFL draft, the Patriots traded Plunkett to the 49ers in exchange for quarterback Tom Owen in a slew of draft picks. Already in possession of the number five pick, the Patriots selected two-time All-American cornerback Mike Haynes from Arizona State. Haynes' introduction to the Patriots was night and day to Plunkett's. The first rounder almost instantly became their best defensive player winning NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year with eight interceptions. New England went 11-3 that season, including a 48-17 throttling over the Oakland Raiders in Week 4. That was the Raiders' only defeat the entirety of their 1976 season. Freddie Bolitnikov, Cliff Branch, we're having to cover those guys, and I got a chance to see how fast Cliff Branch was. We beat the Raiders, you know, in, in New England. And so we're thinking we're going to beat them again when we play them in the playoffs. Fast forward two months later, and the Raiders got a much-awaited rematch against Haynes and the Patriots in the divisional round. As a fully confident New England squad prepared to head to Oakland, something happens to Haynes that can only be considered a freak accident. The day before the game, I'm playing catch with the coach's son. who was like, uh, you know, probably a... Uh, sixth grader probably like 10 or 12 years old or something you know yeah and he throws the ball kind of high and i jump up to catch the ball and something snapped in my calf and i went oh no what could that be it turned out to be a torn calf muscle after not participating in pregame warm-ups he initially didn't expect to play nevertheless he gutted it out due to the circumstances and it just didn't work out and i had to come out and <laughs> We didn't win the game, you know. I I, <laughs> I I did the best I could, but you know, people who knew me knew that I was always hustling. Like it didn't matter if the play was on the other side of the field. I was flying over there to get in, make sure that the guy doesn't get past the last guy. If he does, he's got to get past me too, you know. Uh, and but with that injury, I couldn't play like that. I was not the same quality player. The Raiders went on to win their first Super Bowl in franchise history. As for Haynes, his team couldn't sustain success. The Patriots made two more playoff appearances, not getting past the divisional round in either. The Patriots star cornerback racked up six Pro Bowl selections within his first seven seasons, but felt he wasn't getting compensated his true value. 
so when I was, you know, trying to hold out for a little more money, um, people didn't understand what was going on. Um, but, you know, at the time and still even today, uh, defensive back um, was at the back in those days, defensive back was the second lowest paid position. The only position made less than defensive backs were kickers. You know, I was a first round draft pick. Um, I loved to play. I was a good guy. I would never do something that was going to hurt my team. I don't, I don't want to be taken advantage of. So I said, I'm, I can't come in until you guys give me good pay. Like I couldn't be the best player, one of the best players on the defense and just be the lowest paid guy on the defense. That didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense to the Los Angeles Raiders either, who acquired Haynes while he was holding out during the 1983 season. His contract was rewarded to them in a settlement that gave the Patriots two first-round picks. The move to the silver and black was a bit of an ironic homecoming for Haynes. He grew up in Los Angeles and was excited to play close to family but the Raiders were one of his most begrudged opponents in his NFL career, dating back to that playoff defeat his rookie year. But all those emotions went out the window with one phone call. There wasn't like a general manager or anybody like that calling me. It was actually Al Davis himself. And uh, his first question was, what do you think about playing for the Raiders? But when he said, what do you think about playing for the Raiders? It changed everything, you know? And I said, um, I said, um, Mr. Davis, I said, I would love to play for the Raiders. I'd love to play for the Raiders. And he said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can get you. And, uh, and he did. Thank you for listening to the Raiders Podcast Network. For all things silver and black, download the Raiders app and visit Raiders.com.